when I'll think of a creative name for the podcast in post. Um, I don't know. Re- really shitty wrestling, RSW. <laughs> the really shitty wrestling podcast. Hello there, everybody. Uh, my name is Jacob, and I'm with my good friend Justin. Hey, what's up? And today, uh, we are going to be talking about something special. Uh, something that we've been planning for a while, and something that I hope is going to be a series regular for when we do for whenever we do this podcast, because I had the idea to do a sort of podcast retrospective on XPW. Um, because we like torturing ourselves. Yes, it's um, oh boy, is it not good? Just, uh, just from just from the top, take ECW and then bring it down like five notches at least, and add this, like this is... and add a bunch of porn, a bunch of porn. Oh god, that's not even the worst part of the show. Oh no, no, it's not. The one fucking thing I forgot to do was write the was write uh like what was going on in wrestling history in the year 2000 in my notes. I wrote everything else. Let's see. The Attitude Era was still going hard. Uh, WWF was crushing WCW hardcore because of one certain man named and Vince Russo. Bun- and also a bunch of other reasons if you think about it. A bunch of other reasons. There were a lot of reasons. Basically, uh, bleeding money was one of them. FMW uh, was uh, kind of dying in Japan. Like it sadly, was, yes, yeah. it, it wouldn't be fully dead until another couple of years. But it wouldn't be dead until like two thousand and two, I think, two thousand and one. Yeah, um, it, it died with its with its new owner. Yeah, um, WCW, as as just mentioned, was. Uh, this was in the beginning of the shit fest year, as I like to call it, um, where the WCW championship about nothing. Um, as you may have uh, seen on our reviews of uh, certain yes. pay-per-views. Uh, well, a certain pay-per-view. I think we yeah, only we, reviewed... We um, only did Bash at the Beach, yeah. Yeah, we only did Bash at the Beach. <laughs> we um, should go back sometime. Maybe oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we should. Review some Ready to Rumble shit. Uh, ready to Rumble or Undo Blood Rising. Oh no. Um. Well. What? Okay. Uh. ECW was kind was was kind of hanging in there. They weren't really doing the best. Um. Uh. A lot of the talent was being graded by the WF, which uh WF of course was doing their best business. In fact, uh, best business ever. This yeah. was this was their hardcore year of being like top tier, loving the Attitude Era. It's hard to watch now, but people love this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it was fucking amazing how good the business was by then, um, you know, and uh, at this time, it, it I believe these episodes were aired in April, so this would have been right after WrestleMania 2000. You know, the worst WrestleMania, one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. <laughs> you, you can't call it the worst, but it's not a good one. Yeah, no. Um... Uh, ECW just hosted Wrestlepalooza, which had, um, 
which had Tommy G with Sandman and New Jack taking on the network, which is uh, Steve Carino, Jack Victory, and Yoshio Tajiri. Um, Always fun. Yeah. Uh, Spring, uh, Spring Stampede wrapped up with where Jeff Jarrett defeated uh, DDP for the WCW Championship. That was, I believe... And he, and he held the belt for how long? Like, uh, I swear, not, not too long, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, maybe a month? Because <laughs> uh, that was the show where they had all the title vacancies. So this is, like, oh. right when... Oh, so this is right reset. after the reset, and they all were on the line at Spring Stampede. Yes. Is um, this the one with the Vampiro match? Uh, what, what Vampiro match? I think because uh, the great well, this is April, so it's before the Great American Bash with the Inferno match. So I think no. him and Sting were still friends. Yeah, they were friends, and they competed in the, uh, I believe, the United States tournament. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Oh, and also in Japan news, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah was founded. Which was mm-hmm. uh, the which was a company uh, basically that took all of all Japan wrestling's uh, roster outside of two wrestlers <laughs> and made an entire company out of it. Now, what does Noah stand for? Noah is it's just a reference to uh, Noah's Ark because it's oh. supposed to be a new new generation of wrestling, Ooh. and it ended up uh, being like I believe the top wrestling promotion until. In Japan, at least, until around 2004-2005. New Japan got its shit together. Um, no, not, not even then, because that was when Onokiism was really popular. Oh, God uh, And you got Brock Lesnar fucking stinking up the joint. Ah, and, fuck. Uh, but no, it was just because I, I think New Japan was number one, because... I don't know if it was New Japan or Noah that was number one at the time, but it was def. But I could definitely show you all Japan was not. Uh, <laughs> no. It probably was Noah because you know I'm fucking Japan. Uh, goddamn Noki trying to bring in all those MMA guys and making the wrestlers look like shit. Because yeah, oh, we, we love we love all the amateur wrestlers and we love the MMA guys. We love it. We don't want real wrestlers. We want these fuckers. Um, on to like, ah, like fuck. cultural things that happened in the year 2000. Um. Uh, bit of the, a bit of a a low price uh, pop culture rewind. Yes. Yeah, that. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to trying to make an off brand version. Yes. Yeah, um, the bad touch by the Bloodhound Gang. Oh, Ooh, what yeah. a song! Uh, it's gonna be me by the back by the Backstreet Boys. It's gonna be me. Yeah. Uh, forget about Trey. Uh, oops, I did it again. And uh, another, I wrote this down just for me. Another dumb blonde by Haku <laughs> from that one Nickelodeon movie. Damn, that's um, good. Uh, movie releases Beyond the Mat released this year. Um, that fi- that which was amazing because that film because it was filmed in '98 and was released yeah. in 2000. Um, Great. Uh, Final Destination. Scream 3, which I only recently found out is technically uh, a part of Kevin Smith's View Askin Force. Uh, View Skin really? Force, whatever it's called. Jane Silent Bob show up in it. Oh, yeah, they do. They make, yeah, and which they is... Make a jo- then in a Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, they make a joke about Scream 4. So how does that work? It's this... The, the fucking View, the View Skin Force is not... I... It, I don't know. <laughs> now, All is, I know is, is that people year... like monkeys. <laughs> yeah, this is the year 2000, so was there a latest Family Guy episode? No, Ooh, that's, that's that. a... That, is that gonna be your answer to, like, what's the latest... What's the... Um, Simpsons episode? Um, I actually do not... I, I will I look it up. I don't think there was. I'm pretty sure it was still cancelled at this point. 
Yeah, no, so, uh, the, I believe, let's see, this, this would have been, been season two, right? Yes, this would have been season two, so I believe it was, um, this was probably, like, the first or second week of April when these episodes aired, but, uh, it would have been Running Mates. Um, oh, that's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I am not a Family Guy fan at all, so, like, I, I'm just reading off of Wikipedia. Yeah, you... You, when you want to do this, or when you, when we have something of a time period, uh, figure it out, and then I will guess, because I probably know. I, if anything, I'm going to probably look up, like, what's the most recent South Park episode. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so, uh, I'm good. So, now for the actual- Oh, um, <laughs> Enough stalling. Oh, wait, Almost no, I have stalling. one last thing. I have one last thing. Uh, in TV okay, events, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, is that mm. uh, Malcolm in the Middle, Lightspeed Ooh. Rescue. Time Ooh. Ranger was airing in Japan. Kuga was yes. airing in Japan. Yes. Uh, the more cowbell sketch from SNL aired. Ooh. That, that was 2000? Yeah, man. that was 2000. I thought it was like 98, but no. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Um, and uh, David Letterman had his health scale and had to leave his show for a while. Oh, yeah. So. Came back. Uh... W would have been just getting into office right around now, right? Oh, yes, he would have. I believe so. <laughs> anyway. Okay. In 1999, porn producer and wrestling fan, Rob Black, oh. was working on... Working Those are two great credentials. Yeah. <laughs> two, very, two very surprisingly similar backgrounds. Um, <laughs> it was working with ECW's Paul Heyman to help promote ECW in the West Coast. Uh, this... This w fell through when TNN managed to sign ECW to a television deal, thus ending the need for a promotion, uh, promotion with another promoter. XPW was born as an alternative ECW for the West Coast and focusing on more soap opera elements of wrestling, i.e. Russo-style booking. I.e. bad. Yeah. Um, now, the episodes that we've watched aired, as I mentioned before, in about early April. But XPW, uh, early April of 2000. XPW was, uh, actually in existence for, from, uh, I believe August of 99. Um, so it was, uh, it was around for a while, but they didn't get a television deal until a while. And they, uh, aired on local, uh, cable affiliate, uh, local affiliates. So this is what, cause, you know, public access was still a thing, but then. Oh, yeah. So this is, um, so I'm gonna read some more, a little bit more about some background for this, because I found some bits from the Observer. Uh, so a, little bit this, of, a little bit of melterness. Yeah, yeah. This is from the March 27th one. Uh, XPW in California is planning to start running monthly shows at the 17,000-seat uh, Los Angeles Sports Arena, which is a pretty ambitious place to be running shows. XPW also will start airing weekly shows on the American One Network in the LA area. Uh, they have offered big contracts to peop uh, people like Sabu and Shane Douglas, because apparently they got a lot of money to throw around since they're funded by a successful porn company. Really? So, how many... How many people does this arena sit? Um, seventeen thousand. <laughs> there were only like now. Okay, most. the ones that we watched <laughs> were not the was uh, was in a very small venue. The the ones that we uh, <laughs> it looked the, like a gym. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it was like a rec center or like a ball or something. Um, but yeah, the LA Sports Arena is a very apparently historic arena. But um, awesome. anyways, let's let's get into the actual um thing with uh. Uh, fucking, uh, can't, XPW. can't put it off any longer. Yeah, we, ha we have to see it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to XPW. Just days ago, the XPW title was taken hostage by Chris Candido. Candido's time at the top of XPW began just over one month ago when he met the real deal Damian Steele for the title. We get a recap of real deal Damian Steele, uh, XPW namesday, uh, versus Chris Candido for the XPW title, I believe. Uh, Damon Steele was champion at this time. Um, I believe so, yes. Yeah, it, basically, mm. average average match with a, a neato ball spot with Chris taking a shot uh, taking a shot before getting the three count. Drops the big elbow! And he's gonna go for the cover. Referee counts. One, two, three! After the match, Shane Douglas debuted. Now, Shane Douglas, this was in between contracts. I believe he was uh, in between ECW and WCW. Um... Comes Straight off the uh, the revolution. Yes, yes, indeed. This is between his return for the New Blood storyline and after the revolution died out. Um, Shane admits to not being to, to this not being the best idea legally, but then says, "WCW." I, I agree with the sentiment. I just yeah. don't care. He calls Rick Flayo Dick Flayo in trashing the ratings of WCW. He said he he asked if they want to see Hogan or Flayo. They say no. Shane asks if they want to see him and they cheer. Um, which Fucking is marks. Yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, I'm not the I I Shane Douglas is okay, but I never considered him like the best. He's he's just. He kind of sabotages himself. Like, he's a fine worker, but he just gets so pissy about everything. It's like, okay, cool. Um, he mentions that he wants to make this company into a big deal, holding on its back like he did with ECW. XPW would send a message to those jackasses in WCW. He shoots on Ric Flair some more, saying he's a piece of trash, along with Hogan, how he can't drop shit, saying Hogan can suck his don't his dick while holding his jaw strap you sucked in the 80s and you suck now <laughs> a lot of sentiments there but yeah. i'm sure also, you'll prove all of them this right. will all be really funny in just a few sh and by the end of this episode because, ah fuck uh because did i fuck did this will come to bite xpw with the ass oh, xpw really? has now ha now has itself a franchise and then we get a, does it now yeah and then we get the intro which is, uh, you know, it very is ECW light. Like, it, it, it has, the, it's really overdrawn. It's not I'm, edited well. I'm looking at this, and all I can think is, this is the worst compilation I've ever seen. It's so bad. Like, this is, um, like, when you're on fucking live wire and trying to look up, like, really fun <laughs> wrestling clips, and, like, you just get, like, oh, man, it's, it's, it's XPW shit. <laughs> And like uh, the the rip that I watched is just so bad VHS that it's so hard to listen to it. The audio is shit all over this, by the way. Oh yeah, even in even with the cleaned up copies that I watched, because I believe the rips I watched were from the official DVD release. Oh. Um, because uh, I found two versions. I found the ones that were ripped straight from the uh, I believe the local. Uh, affiliates airings and then from DVD but uh, and now before we continue the commentary team okay I was terrible. about to, 
I actually was about to talk about this. So, uh, we see Joey Styles, not Joey Styles, Chris Obviously Voss, not. And uh, color commentary, Larry Rivera. Um, He's there to make Mexican jokes. Me- yeah, and be really fucking horny. <laughs> and, Obviously. And I mean, like, really goddamn horny. Goddamn. It's, it's worse Jim Ross. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, Chris Kloss, he's he's not horrible, but he definitely feels like I want to be like Joey Styles kind of thing. He he does that thing where like he gets a really gravelly voice at random points to like insinuate things or like you know how he's like catfight. Ah, he speaks you know like he speaks like he's recording his audio in his parents' basement, but he doesn't want to wake up his parents. Very true. Very true. Um, it, uh, fucking he, I, I will say this: he's better than um Eric Galjulo from uh, W from Women's Exchange Wrestling and uh, oh, no. the early days of CZW. Oh, um, no, Leo Vera fucking sucks though. I'm gonna admit he uh, half the what? time I can't I can't fucking hear him or understand him, and the other half he's like saying something in Spanish or something stupid. And I and I get that's his gimmick, and I, I know he apparently worked for like uh. Uh, WWC in Puerto Rico, I think. But, like, he he's just, like, he fucking just talks about random shit. Sometimes. Just, goddamn. They plugged that they would be there for the Los Angeles Sports Arena show and announced they would have a, they would cover a brief history of XPW to catch up the viewers. Uh, which is good. I don't have to explain all that. I, well, I technically do have to explain all that shit because of recapping it. Um, so... They mentioned that Chris Candido took the title hostage when he went into WCW, and they buried him like WWE did with Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> like, oh, great. I, I'm not kidding. It really is similar. Like, it's like, fucking like Chris Cross was like, he fucking took the title, and he just, like, left. What the hell, man? You know, you, you piece of shit. It's like it's like Joey Styles hating on Mike Austin. It's like, I don't Oh my god, care. it is. It's, yeah, God, I don't care about this. It's so stupid. So, they they cut to uh, Rob Black's wife, Lizzie Borden. Uh, Megan Wonderful. Williams. She is laying at law and asks the fans if they're ready for some TNA, and they cheer loudly. We're too early for that, Lizzie. <laughs> Off about by two years. No. Lizzie, uh, Lizzie says that the champion is a sellout, and Chris Candido actually does appeal when he's called out, so this was this confused me because um, I knew Chris Candido and Shane Douglas would later be with WCW uh, like around this time because of course they were there for when David Arquette won the wood title. Um, they are also there for I believe Bash at the Beach, at least one. Oh, oh, New Blood Rising, I forgot which one. But it's just so but like apparently i guess wcw allowed them to walk these dates i guess because or maybe they did them on the down low i don't know i kind of just thought they were lying honestly like they that they signed contracts and they no they did they they actually because like i checked i went on peacock and the uh, the monday after like uh the Monday that this show would have aired, I believe, Chris Candido appealed in a match on Nitro. Not as a one-off thing, but like as an actual thing. So weird. It, yeah, it was. It, I, I. It's just weird that WCW would allow them to do this. Um, I guess it's because I guess WCW was maybe a bit more lenient on contracts. 
because I, uh, I feel like they just didn't give a shit. These are just two mid card fuckers. We're not doing anything with. Who cares what? That, they that's do? probably it. Um, so uh, the fans chant, "You sold out," and he says that he in fact did sell out. He admits to holding the title hostage, and he says that they will get more money in Georgia while champion, and everyone can bite it. He's not defending it. And then. And then, Candido says that Lizzie can screw off, which she knows all about it, and Levero uh, says it's yes. uncalled for, despite Lizzie calling Sonny a tramp. Just wonderful. Shane then appeals and says he knows about this all too well, and mentions he was he was the one who took those Sue Happy guys' belt and made them made it mean something, uh, you know, because Shane will never let the fact that she fucking threw down the NWA title national television this is this is the one thing that he's actually known for he has yeah. to protect his brand shane says if he wants to prove himself as one of the as one of the best which he believes he is the crowd even cheers for this despite, despite saying he was a seller before he should then defend the title tonight shane whispers something in the candido's ear and then he agrees to defend it the only condition that uh, that it will be defended against homeless jimmy under the suggestion of shane douglas uh, because let's have a homeless guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, XPW is very much a... You know those people from, like, 1994 that Vince would hire and give stupid gimmicks? Let's do that. Yeah, uh, let's, let's just do shitty... Not, it's not technically an occupational gimmick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's whole. Can you put... He's homeless. He doesn't have a job. Yeah. The match would begin after the commotion break. Uh, really weird cuts all night to make the broadcast fit within an hour because it just shows highlights of the match and not the full thing. So like occasionally we would get like a few shots of it and then it would jump around for a bit. You would see like the XPW transition, but like it wouldn't be edited very well. So like it's so weird. I'm just I'm just glad it saves me from all the stalling and rest holds and oh, yeah. all this other bullshit I don't want to see. They have a standard brawl. They use the shopping cart, some trash can lids, and then they it's take a it hardcore match, even though yeah. it's not hardcore. They, they take it back into the ring. Uh, Chris hits a vertical suplex, then a pile driver, but Jimmy then uh, counters it into another pin uh, pile driver and gets it. Then gets it onto the offense. Uh, G Chris throws Jimmy off the stage, and but eventually gets back in the ring where Shane accidentally hits Chris with a metal sheet, causing Chris to almost lose the title, but he kicks out. Uh, after a loaded chain fist to the head, Chris retains the title, uh, which... And then. And the, the, that best can be described this whole show. Something kind of okay happens, and then something and then something else happens. God, so yeah, that, that ends our fourth se segment. Match was just kind of okay. Like, it... From what I saw of it, yeah, these yeah. were some spots. Like, I mean, I get why they... Like, okay... So here's the thing, ECW used to also do this thing, where they would show highlights of the match, but not the full thing. But they would usually allow it to play out. Here it's like, almost like, every like, minute and a half, there's a cut. Like, there's some this, kind of transition. This is why you can't have a one hour wrestling show. This, this, is, this is bad. Yeah, and if you're gonna do that, like, I don't know, like, just like, say like, hey, we'll have the full thing on this VHS tape, which we which we're gonna put out, which yeah, yeah I mean it, they could put it on a VHS tape, or if you're gonna have a one-hour wrestling show, just make it mostly promos and maybe a match so that you can build to shit. Yeah, instead that's of what's just showing this because that's like the old style of like 
Saturday WWF night superstars. Like you know, like you know, we're gonna have a few promos, uh, we, uh, show some recaps, and maybe a match or two with some shabu. Um, but uh, we're gonna actually get on a, a segment on the history of the XPW title. So because I want to know that. I mean, I do. It's important for listeners to read up on the history. I, fucking hell, I wrote six pages of notes on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Amazing. So it's shown here that Damien Steele, which is the guy that we saw before, uh, formed the hierarchy, which uh, basically was the sole, in- the sole intent of forming it was to uh, make sure that Damien Steele would win the world title. It okay. consisted of Jake Lawless, uh, former WWF wrestler Nicole Bass, and uh, former member of the Eliminators, John Cronus. Uh, Cronus, of course... Fucking awesome guy. Why is he here though? <laughs> I... Have have we run out of uh, group names that are like a different word for like like kingdom or empire or just you know fucking well, big groups of, would you, of what are the names you want like to corporation, imperium, all this other shit. It's like these words that mean like really high Falutin groups of people. Mount Rushmore shit. was another one. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Did you not know that they had that in PWG? Oh, God. It was uh, it was the Young Bucks, uh, Roger Strong, and Super Dragon, I believe. Oh, I I love that stable. Continue. John Cronus was taken out of the title picture early due to a danger attack by the faction and a fireball to the face. Same with Johnny Webb. No relation to Nate Webb, by the way. Uh, Nate Webb is this guy who was I surprised what didn't appear in this uh, in this because he was all about like hardcore wrestling in the early two thousands, and hmm. he's he's pretty uh pretty well known for his entrance because he comes out at the teenage dirtbag. Oh, this is one clip of a uh, fucking. It was in like a deathmatch tournament, and like he just pulls Jerry Lynn out of the back, and they start dancing the teenage dirtbag, and that's the highlight <laughs> of the fucking show. Jesus Christ. Michael Jackson, what? Who, battle, who are these people fighting, though? They are just... They're just fighting most of the roster to make sure... Because the roster is very small at this point. Like, I'm talking, like, very, very small. But you know what's not small? <laughs> Hulk Hogan's penis. <laughs> I don't know, but... Big Dick Dudley. Oh, yes! <laughs> Big Dick Dudley. A battle way out is then booked with the hierarchy taking control of most of the match... But Damien Steele would eventually wit when even with John Cronus trying to betray Damien. Eventually, Big Dick Dudley, former mm-hmm. member of the Dudleys, and guy who apparently is like the company's top guy, would apparently. return and face the odds to try to win the title. He would do so and win the title, uh, but eventually would be vacated to, and I'm not shitting you when I say this when his parole officer would refuse to allow him to wrestle anyone. And they then covered it up by saying Lizzie didn't want an ex-convict to be their champion. Well, that fucking sucks. I, I would like, I mean say, I mean 
coming up with that is an okay excuse, but it's just so funny to me that, like, most of the time when a title's vacant, it's like, okay, one person left the company, one person got injured, yada, yada, yada. This one's ex-convict couldn't allow to fucking be, to, couldn't allow to wrestle. And, like, wasn't he stripped during his, like, celebration? Like, he held the title for, like, ten minutes? He held the title for, I, I believe, at least... I don't know how many defenses he did, but I think he didn't make a single defense because he probably soon afterwards. Yeah. After the next show, they vacated it. Jake and Lawless then... would then win the title, uh, and then Damien Steele would buy it from Lawless. Yes, we literally had somebody buy the title. It actually fucking... worked. Yeah, and you it see, didn't get vacated. The uh, WWF title cannot be bought, but the XPW, on the other hand... It's very I mean, cheap indeed. I mean, granted, it's the fucking... I mean, would you expect any better from a company best known for producing a bunch of porn videos? No, I wouldn't. We get a segment about uh, Axel Rotten and Supreme that eventually turn into a match between the two. Oh, uh, that, that, by the we're done with the XPW title history. I forgot to mention oh, that. Because okay. the lawless thing would eventually pick up to the whole stuff with Chris Candido, and so that would... After the match, uh, Axel would attack John Cronus, who wanted to watch the match, I guess. Born, uh, but then Supreme came out for the save, and when she stabbed Axel Rodden with a fork, I think. Oh, my uh, God. Because these guys were wrestling, and I, I believe they were wrestling in the first, um... Yeah, they were wrestling in the first King of the Death match tournament, where Supreme was... Really? was that? Nothing. That was... Did, did you chair break? No, it does that all the time. Anyway... We get a recap of the King of Death match tournament with Supreme facing off against Kid Chaos in the fourth match, uh, defeating Messiah in the semifinal. By the way, Messiah, very important figure in XPW history uh, in really? about a year from now. Um, and Axel Rodden would lose the semifinal against John Cronus. Uh, oh, goody. The two would then meet, the, two, the two would then meet in the finals of the King of the Deathmatch title, uh, title with bulb wire ropes, thumbtacks, light tubes, and all of, all of the fucking hardcore gimmick bullshit. Oh, hooray. And, I can't wait. Yeah. The three, uh, there would be a, th they, then a three-way match would be booked with the trio facing off against them in a non-title match. Uh, that had Supreme fall for the announcer's table, and Axel Rodden uh, would pin him. It's then announced that Supreme and Axel would face off in a Japanese-style deathmatch. Larry acts like this is bullshit because this is not America, not Japan, but Chris explains it's all about being extreme. Okay. It's just kind of weird, because, like, why? Here's a question for you. What? Do you prefer three-way dance or triple threat? Three-way dance. Oddly enough. I, I honestly prefer Triple Threat as an idea. Triple Threat is, a, like, a it's a better one, but, like, admittedly, like, I... It, like, I guess if you're using... So, uh, unless you're, like, marketing towards, like, uh, the East Coast, I would say Triple Threat is a better way of saying it. Because, like, it's a, it's a fun title for a match. A three-way dance is like that's an option ECW, and like a lot of people kind of compare wrestling to like you know classical theater, and dance is obviously a part of classical theater and stuff. So now, now, now how do you feel about a fatal four-way? Fatal four-way, I think, is a better name. 
and then a Fatal Five Way. Fatal Five Way is just dumb. Why is it five? Why is it not just four? I mean, Stupid. I get, I get why sometimes if there's a storyline reason, of course, but like I don't know. Like you have a perfectly five. The, I don't know. In my opinion, Ring of Honor peaked with multi-man names when they had four quarter survival. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. But like, it's a, it's you're, you're just gonna put three other jobbers in with fucking two people you actually care about. So just make it four. It's fucking stupid. I'm making reference to recent events, but let's move on. So, uh, Chris says that next time you see them on TV, you will see, and I quote, THE SEX. He says really? It, he says it like that. Because, again, this was Sex. produced by somebody who does porn for a living. And, you know, we just got done seeing the violence, but when we come back, we will see the sex. It's fucking call up Gangrel over here. Yes. A short backstory was then given for Lizzie, who was originally a wrinkle of XBW, who was very is, seductive. Is this, is this bullshit or is this real? This is bullshit. This okay. Is like, is, Why I'm the pretty fuck sure. I, care? I'm I guess it's supposed to be like a Mikey Whipwreck situation, but like, after but with like, how hot she is. Yeah, uh, she was very seductive and charismatic, but referee Patrick Hernandez didn't want her sexual acts to ruin the professionalism of the sport. Buddy, you're in working for XPW, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, you could have waited for a few more years till fucking PWG started and worked for a company that people actually would turn out to like for the most part. Uh, and then multiple ball shots because yes, yeah, yes. I was about to get to that. Uh, he stopped so acting all sexy and shit. It peaked on Halloween when Patrick came out, called her a whore, told her to get down onto her knees. But Lizzie then punches him in the dick and attacks Patrick. It's shown Patrick was a crooked referee, but Lizzie would stop would stop that with the power of punches to the dick. Because dick kick they won't city. Stop. <laughs> dick <that>. punch city. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, she does. She does like directly punch him, not kick him. Just... It's it's that way that like they do uh, ball shots where it's it's not like your fist or your or your foot. It's the forearm. That you just like put between the legs. Mm. It's that kind of ball shot. I feel and like then, that's safer in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, then again, you're still being kicked in the fucking nuts. Like, that's how do hard. people take these? How does this work in kayfabe? How does that happen? Uh, like, okay. do you, should you just take a shot to the balls? Like, what? I mean, like in terms of actually performing the move. Are they are they wearing a cup? I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a thing where like they they just like. Very ever so almost hit it, but it, but you know they have to fucking move. So I don't know. But like w the way that the these ones are, and like ones in the '90s, or like ones where uh, they're low and then they do it with the forearm. It's like you're getting right up on, yeah, in between there. Like that's that's some that's some smooshes Unless they right like there. squeeze their legs at just the right moment where like they don't hit them. I don't know. It's like a pile driver. You gotta, you gotta do it in a certain way. <laughs> Ball punches. shots are like the pile driver. Yeah. Eventually, Lizzie would turn heel when he oh, when good. she married the owner of the promotion, Rob Black, uh, and began acting like a dick and shitty on shitting on Missy Hyatt, which who's there for some reason, and also getting Jasmine to uh, Jasmine St. Clair in a match with Nicole Bass. 
Uh, we end with a God. lap dance uh, with Christy Miss, but 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 Lizzie heals all over her, saying, "When you walk with XPW, you walk hard." We get a sign now, off from our host. Now it it started as her, you know, on her knees and then off off with all the clothes except for like the thing, and then the feed cut out like completely for me. Like this rip had none of it, and then it just came back. Yeah, okay. I think I think that happened to me, but that happened in episode two. Ugh. I think. But uh, before we move on, Nicole Bass, why couldn't you have been a better wrestler so you could be in better things? I love Nicole Bass so much. Yeah, like, well, I it's I think because if she came around, well, here's the thing. I before if she had the prowess of China, then. Then there could have been something there. Like, are you talking about the in-wing skills of China, or like... Yes, because China like... got a push, and she can actually, you know, wrestle. Nicole Bass is just big. I mean, well, no, here's the thing. I, I think if... The problem with Nick... With, uh, is that... Well, is that with Nicole Bass, is that, uh... Well, I'm not sure about, like, her actual in-wing quality, because I, I don't know if, like, she's, if she's that good thing is, if I feel like if she debuted before China did, she wouldn't really be used by, like, WWF. Maybe ECW, but definitely not, like, the two major companies. Uh, and if she was debuted after China did, because I forgot when she did, people would be saying, oh, it's just like China. So, like, they're just whipping Well, that's, that's what happened to uh, Asia in WCW. Yes. Because, like, oh, you just you just have a single, really buff woman who's just kind of there. It's, it's China ripoff. Was it ripoff. Asia or was it Midnight? But I know Midnight was with uh, Booker T and stuff. Uh, well, actually, yeah, because Midnight was also pretty pretty uh, buff and looking. But Asia was, was uh, the one that was with the demon. If Nicole Bass debuted, like, ten years later in, like, uh, the indies... Uh, if, if all these big, massive women debuted now it would be so much better oh yeah like because like we see that now with like fucking dewdrop out of rose like um, yeah and then like you get to like uh raquel williams like she's considered big and it's like wow okay on to episode two so yes. we, we start this episode with um shane attacking chris after his match at homeless jimmy which ends with him cutting a promo saying chris fucked him over over the title back in ecw and he would do the same thing on April 14th. It ends does with Chris... He, does he throw the title down again? No, he does not. I believe so. Not. I, I, uh, I know what happens again, because that's all he knows how to do. It ends with Chris Candido getting stretched out of the ring as he's hurt for shoot, I think. I, I believe this actually was a shoot. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, though. It, it looks real. I'll, I'll give it that. It actually did look real. Maybe... Maybe I'm just really fucking easy to fool, but it's like, kind of kind of uh, uh, fall brawl buff Bagwell looking kind of shit. Yeah, you know? like, like is this? I, I don't know because like you could hear Rob Black get on like the house mic and be like, "Hey guys, we need everyone to clear the ring because like we need we need all fucking chiropractors to come out." So like maybe maybe it was you know it's weird. I find it. Like it was, but they were really trying to play it off. Like, you know, don't don't focus on it too hard. Let's just let's just let it happen. We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll move on. You know, keep it on on, on that line of real and fake here. Which which again can really 
uh, be, be applied to XPW as a whole. Look, don't <laughs> mind that now. We'll get to we'll get back to it later. This isn't bad. We're not doing bad. We're very fine. We're we're gonna keep going. We got this, guys. The show aired, I think, on the show they plugged last week, and then they were full. Uh, as they mentioned that tonight it's Shane versus Candido and Webb versus Messiah in a steel cage, which were two matches that were plugged for the April fourteenth show. So I believe right. this would have been a thing where like it aired early on in the day, and then you know later on they would have uh, the fucking weird weird timing. Weird time because like I can't find official air dates for these because like all the whips I had did not have an did not have an air date. They did not have. Uh, a date of when they were aired. I only could go based off of advertisements. So no, nobody knows when this shit happened. It just happened. Okay, it just happened. We have somewhere, the footage. Somewhere it, it in the in like the spring of of two thousand, it happened, and that's it. <laughs> we just have the tapes. Okay, XBW wrestling scripted. <laughs> wrestling scripted. Um, so, um, they. Uh, we get a segment on White Trash, Johnny Webb, who is currently fixing a call. So oh, basically, that that gimmick, what was that? The one with the guy, the hillbilly who had the blind wife? What was that in? Jamie Noble. It was Him. Jamie yeah, Noble. Yeah, basically that. It, that like, I think that came after. Yeah, it came, that came out in 2002, because uh, that, uh, that was when Jamie was on SmackDown. But, like, here it's like, I'm getting very much, like... 80s wrestling vibes from this. Like, Dear God. You know when fucking Dusty Rhodes debuted and like he right. had all those promos, those vignettes of Dusty. The, the working know, man shit. Yeah. So it was kind of like this. He says that. Took your job, daddy. <laughs> he says there ain't nothing wrong with being white trash. It just shows how much pride he has and being that low of a human being. Johnny is complaining about fixing a call and says, I should try that pro wrestling stuff. Does it why matter they, if you have a prison record? No. Why are, why are they Why are they doing this as a gimmick in California? Yeah, I, why? I don't. I don't feel like this is gonna get over as well as like Dusty doing the working man shit in the South. Okay. I, I feel don't, like I don't think this. If anything, like I feel like this. This is a. This, this feels like a fucking plot out of a GTA game. Like, Dear hey, God. I'm a, pre I'm well, actually no. I was gonna say it feels like, but then I realized a shit ton of wrestlers have. Prisons have prison records, so like, oh, at least That's fucking very true. Records. So like, yeah, prison records don't matter, buddy. Um, we see oh, highlights, except when they do, because Big Dick got stripped of the fucking oh, yeah. title for it. Yeah, well, but that, but that's only because his fucking parole officer said he couldn't wrestle. Fuck's sake. Uh, we see a highlight of phenomenal Phil versus Webb at the debut show. Uh, at the second show, he was set to face off of. Set to face off Mr. 80s Dynamite D. Oh. It's funny because, like, that debuts, uh, because, like, I feel like, honestly, that gimmick of Mr. 80s would work kind of well in the early 2010s. And I'm talking, like, early 2010s indies. <laughs> I mean, what? It's, it's like, that 70s guy gonna make a comeback? Is <laughs> Mike, Mike Awesome's. Mike Awesome and, and Dynamite D are gonna form a tag team. Oh, no. Uh, that would have been cool, though. <laughs> kind yeah, of. Maybe, it might, it might have been interesting. Like, I, I, I know it's like a stupid gimmick kind of thing, but, you know, these guys are good workers. It could be, yeah. it could be fun. Dynamite D uh, says, Oh, yeah, the 80s were better when we had Bruno and Piper before Webb comes out. 
Webb says that he's gonna give Dynamite D a, well a welfare check, and that if Piper was here and he saw you, he would give you a reality check. He also calls him a midget. Um, which is funny. Would like, Piper have come here at all? Would he have know, taken the money? Uh, this was... Honestly, if he wasn't signed to WCW, he might have... Because he was in the fucking... He was in a lot of weird places in the early 2000s. He was in... Um, he was in WWE for a brief bit before he got fired for, like, saying shit in an HBO interview. Mm. He was in um, that that shitty Orlando promotion. What was it? The one that Hulk Hogan was in. Was that, was that WXO? No, it's not WXO. Um, that was different. XWF! Ah. Because he was in the XWF. He was the commissioner. See, he could have shown up. Is, it, is that the, if you don't got it, get it one? Or is that the other no, one? No, that's, that's WXO. Yeah. Um, the, the XWF is where they have Josh, <laughs> fucking Josh Matthews be the top star. Dear God. Uh, and, uh, and also it's the, uh, it's the promotion where, um, Sable comes out and says, like, there will be no more prima donnas and no more people. Oh, this is the one with, like, Jim Duggan and the fucking yeah. w Willie Nelson, like, no more prima donnas. Yeah, and then the forced, and then the has. forced match of XPW, of that, of, uh, the forced match of W, uh, XWF history is with buff goddamn Bagwell. Dear Lord. Buff, uh, please, get better. Get better, my guy. Webb introduces his manager, Missy Hyatt. Yes, you oh, heard great. that right. Missy Hyatt. Hooray. I don't know why she's here. I guess she just kind of needed the money. Um, Probably. We see highlights of the match where Johnny beats the hell out of Dynamite Zero with the help of his new manager. We also see Johnny Webb trying to win the title a few times, uh, but lost, uh, but lost it. Such as with last week's clip, where Lizzie low blows him, causing the Jake Lawless to uh, roll him up and win. It's also started a feud between Missy and Lizzie, which is a poll that we missed from last week. Because if you remember, in episode one, there was that match between um, between Missy Hyatt and Lizzie, or at least uh, they had that bit where uh, I think she was shitting all over them. So we kind of lost a bit of context, but we got it now. Um, oh, good. I, I love context. We also see here that this is where Miss, Missy was fired, and Chastity would then debut here, uh, helping Lizzie with her heel axe. This causes Johnny to drink heavily and go into a depression <laughs> as he was demoted back to a regular wrestler, not a main eventer. Not can, kidding. Can we get names that don't end in a Y, please? Missy, Lizzie, Jasmine, fucking... <laughs> Tommy, stop! <laughs> Come up with better fucking names. We see Webb driving up to the XPW office to talk to, talk to Rob Black, the first appearance of him, and who I'm fucking sure we will not forget about in the, as we continue on with this project. Because, mm -hmm. oh boy, will Rob Black show up a lot in the next few episodes. A lot for most of XPW history in general. Well, he is the president. Oh, I mean, yeah, but he's like if Vince McMahon was on steroids. Now, I'm talking oh, like God. in terms of on-screen appearances because like, Vince like, could appear more episodes. more than he already was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny pleads with Rob Black to reinstate Missy Hyatt. It's filmed like those bits with George and Steinbrenner, but if it but if it was on the side. So, like, you have just basically Johnny pleading for his life, and then Rob Black's like, "I don't give a shit." 
Oh it's God. it's weird. Uh, we get a close up shot. Uh, close up shot uh, as Webb continues to plead. Rob Black is just like stop, nah, stop. What is this man's accent? He's 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 weird. Uh, I I guess he's not like a. It's definitely it's definitely not like a New York accent, but it's like it's just he's, he's California. Uh, yeah, he's California. Yeah. I have a cane and a boot on my stop, car. Is what stop, I have. stop! 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 Please, stop! Just, just leave. You, it's over. She's fired. She ain't coming back. She's done. Finito. Fiestado. Uh, whatever the hell, uh, whatever can get into your brain. Over. Done. Rob Black basically tells her to fuck off. We're not rehiring Missy, and so he then go. Then Webb goes on a drunken rant. About the, about the blacks and then the firing of Missy Hyatt and drunkenly sings as a form of the protest. That's, oh that's no, one I way, misread that. He, that. he rants about he rants about the. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Yeah. We were we we were, when did we write we we uh watched this these uh things back a few months ago. So so I wrote these notes uh, around when we were originally watching them. And then got delayed mm -hmm. because of real life stuff. So when I'm rereading these notes, I thought that when he when he was doing the drunken rant about the blacks, I thought he meant the black community. <laughs> and it's like, like stop having the last name Black. It doesn't help. That is that his real last name? That can't be his. Rob real Black? Last name. No, it's um. Oh, what what's Rob Black's real name? What's his shoot name? It's Robert Sakari. It's why why not just have that name? <laughs> Why, why black is your last cooler. name Black? Jeff Jared guitar smash onto everyone and then whips them, whips them with a goddamn cane. Bing Crew eventually stops them until he has to meet until they meet again. Uh, I really hate guitar spots. You I don't do? Like them. I like. I they're not. Them. They're not good. Is it because like the guitar prop always looks fake? Well, like it looked like a real guitar, but like if you drop it in any way, it's going to shatter. Like. Oh, yeah, the guitar so... is like the same density as a fucking TNA table. It's and like then, ah, and then it turns into dust. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, just use a bottle for fuck's sake. Why do you need a guitar? Admittedly, when TNA like had Jeff Jarrett come out, like I think he would have like a metal guitar. He had like, like a metal guitar, and then it had like a fucking uh, pyro thing on it, and it like shot it out. It's like wow, <laughs> what a great guitar. He um, ever, did he ever play the guitar? No, no, he did not. That's, in the fifteen years you've been doing guitar spots, as why haven't you played the guitar, Jeff Look, Jarrett? If goddamn honky tonk band doesn't know how to play the guitar, why does Jeff Jarrett not know? Freaking Elias is the only one who really plays the guitar. It's like goddamn it, get Mad Mountain Rock in here. We then see the debut of the aforementioned Messiah, the most controversial wrestler in XPW, and who he legitimately believes he is the Messiah. Uh, good, good. For setting him. on the crusade, uh, setting on a crusade to fix XPW of its sins, oh. which is just kind of weird, even for wrestling standards. Like believing you are actually legitimately the Son of God. This isn't quite on the level of trying to fight God, but it's almost there. No, no, it's, it's, it's just, like, I mean, I guess, I, like, it's not even like, uh, 
you know, a Miro type thing where like keep, you know, it's like a my god sort of thing. It's like I am shoot actually the Messiah. This is this is hardcore blasphemy right okay. here. White trash, Johnny Webb, and uh, the Messiah would then have a bun uh, match with a bunch of standard hardcore bullshit. Messiah winning. A, a white uh, trash man versus Jesus. Yes. Okay. Who wins in the fight? Homeless man or Jesus Christ? You decide. It's gotta be homeless man. Uh, Webb attacks him after the match, uh, hangs him on the company's logo, uh, the, the fucking company's giant X logo, and attacks him before the staff stops him. Uh, we Thankfully, we did not get, like, a WrestleMania 15 big boss man spot. Oh, fuck. Uh, you're you're telling me that, you're telling me that this edgy-ass promotion did not try to hang somebody in the ring. No, I, I would not be surprised if they try to do that later. <laughs> uh, Get a little bit of crucifying Sandman up in here. Oh, yeah. The two competed in the deathmatch tournament, as we saw last week, and also fought in the next show to continue the feud. We have uh, powerbombing no, uh, Messiah onto some thumbtacks, and actually, I thought that was a pretty good spot. Um, yeah, you know you know the word crucify, right? Yeah, you know yeah. that word? Is it is it crucify because or like a crucifixion because you're affixing somebody to a cross? Is that I why? So. I believe so. Is that the origin of the word? I believe so. Just just had to think about that for a little bit. Uh, Go on. So then Johnny Webb would they win with his finisher, the welfare check, get the pin, and then Kane Messiah to Kane Messiah some more. We then get the a high. Fuck just the welfare check. It's. Oh god, I'm gonna have to splice in a clip of it when we do like, the video. What is it? I it's just his finisher, and I don't. What does know he what do? I that's okay. I'm gonna take a quick intermission and find out because I. Oh no, it's okay. So it's kind of almost like a death age, a death valley driver, but instead of holding them onto onto the side, onto like on top of your head, onto the side, it almost kind of like in a DDT motion. Hmm. Mm -mm. So that's what the welfare check is. It's a really shitty move. It's fine. We then get highlights of Supreme vs. Kenny Chaos, which uh, which included a bed of nails, bul a bulbed wire spot, and some moonsaults and hurricane runners. Uh, Kenny oh, Chaos yeah, is actually a decent wrestler, from what little I've seen of him. I've heard things about him. I haven't seen much of him. Like, based on just, like, Kenny Chaos probably seems like one of the few wrestlers who actually does know what they're doing. Because, like, not the... Because, like, most of XPW's roster is very much deathmatch hardcore spot. So, like, if you're not somebody who's really into deathmatch wrestling, probably not going to get that much into it. But, um, you know, yeah. it's okay. Um, we also see a few more highlights, which uh, which is honestly what we saw before with the same... With, uh, so it's, like, the same spots, just different commentators, uh, and Homeless Jimmy for Zack Rodden. So we, we see matches we saw last time. This is oh, what confuses me about XPW. They play matches that we've already seen. Okay. So just like cut down a bit more. Um, we also they see highlights. Don't, don't show these matches, man. We also see highlights of the finals, which had the which had a which had a glass spot, a supreme cutting cross with a shard of it, and hitting a really shitty moonsault moonsault table spot that barely breaks. Uh, ah, yes. The beauty of shitty hardcore wrestling. The announcers plug Baptized in Blood on 
VHS and DVD, which contains the full King of the Death match code, and also the Knight Candido won the wood title. Uh, we, just as a note, we will not be watching that tournament, because we pretty much saw it already. I don't want to waste $10 on Amazon. I don't have time to care. I'm sorry. Okay, we see we see a segment uh, that makes Christy Miss look like shit, showing the uh -huh. bit that ended last week, uh, and a spanking bit where Cronus spanks her. This is a real thing that got booked, and Lizzie and Chris making out because Lizzie forced her, forced her to before it's taken off the air. And by taken off the air, I mean like really like like just suddenly all of a sudden like it just cuts to the fucking like the, the guys at the at the network just said ah fuck it get it get it out no which is weird because like i'm pretty sure the shit had to be pre-approved beforehand so i guess that was like an intentional cut they just oh played good it. I, I love that so on to our final episode for the evening uh episode three starts off with chris uh cross saying shane douglas screwed xpw by signing with wcw Pretty much uh. like how Chris screwed over XP. Pretty much just like how Chris screwed over the NWA beforehand, and uh, how Chris Candido screwed over XPW beforehand. So because we're it, very screw happy on this one, yeah, you yeah. couldn't tell. Uh, they mentioned how TV stations also fucked fucked uh, XPW over by not showing the whole Christy missing Lizzie thing, which they try to show again in full, but it also gets cut. Hey um, guys. You can't show that. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. It's, it's even on public, like, unless it's airing at, like, past 10 o'clock, I don't think you can air one that. One in even. the morning Skinamax bullshit. It's yeah. like, ah. Take some notes from Adult Swim, even though Adult Swim technically was No, Adult Swim was by now. Either yeah, now or 2001. I think it's, it's, we're like a year or two off from that. Uh, we oddly enough get to see another cut of Shane Douglas's debut promo from episode one. It's just no, the same thing. There's one thing I love. It's more Shane fucking Douglas. Yeah. We then get to see an actual fucking match. We get to see the Chris Candido vs. David Steele match from April 14th. Uh, so <sighs> this was the match I believe. So this was the match that they were plugging with all the way from back in episode one. Mm -hmm. All parties are banned from Wingside, with the exception of Jake Lawless and Sonny. Oh, wow. I wonder if they'll come back. Um, yeah, it's like, gee, they're probably going to appeal. Uh, we start off with a collar and elbow tie-up, but Steel stops it. They then scramble around for some more. Chris Candy opens the hail of Steel. Before we had, we had five minutes yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, and then most of... Brawling, 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 brawling. Well, actually, you know, we do get some legitimate wrestling in here. Candido pulls the hair of steel before they circle around, around each other more. Uh, uh, here's yeah. my question. Who's the mm -hmm. heel in this match? Because Chris Candido definitely is the heel. Because, like, he just portrayed XPW. Uh, Damien Steele is not a heel because, like, from day one, he's been portrayed as a bad guy. So. I... I... This, this is literally a hardcore heel versus heel match. No, no real build up. They're all they're all just dicks. It's like ah, I don't care. Headlock into a shoulder block by Candido and the crossbody by Steel. Most standard wrestling moves and exchanges like a net breaker, pin attempts, and stalling suplex. Candido My God, does is there hope for this yeah. match? Candido does an elbow drop and then gets a two count as Larry keeps acting very fucking horny and wanting to see the footage of Lizzie and Chris and Chrissy. Uh, Christy and Chris calls him calls Shane a torn coat while Candido chops Steel and then throws him into the torn buckle. Uh, Steel gets a hold of Candido and hits a body slam and then another leg drop 
type move for two count. So like actual like legitimate wrestling. Um, Under all of this other bullshit, yeah. yes. Steel tries a top move, but Sunny interferes, and Steel gets uh, low blowed via Candido messing with the ropes. Suplex by Candido, flying headbutt again by Candido. Uh, oh, two, good! I love that move. Uh, two count, two count. As Candido tries to show some offense as uh, onto Steel, as Chris continues to to bury Shane. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Literally half of the show is just shitting on Shane Douglas. Quarter punches by Steel, snap mail, drop kick, and then a two count. Another takedown, another another two count. Both managers yell at each other to shut the fuck up as Steel does 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 the evil Uno pose as I oh. as I wrote in my notes. Uh Candido tries to power bomb after some restraint by Steel. Spine Buster by Steel. Uh, fails to get three count as Shane Douglas interferes, takes a bump, and then drops some chains, which is used by Steel to knock Candido out, while Sonny distracts the ref to stall him. Almost a three count as Steel grabs a steel chair. Candido ducks, uses the chain that he grabbed from Steel, and retains. This, we then this get actually went on for a while. Yeah, and it actually was a decent match. Like this is the fourth legitimate match. Well, three episodes in, and this is the fourth match we were able to actually talk about. That's that's not a good thing. Yeah. So then we get a video package for the team known as the West Siders. Um, I'm gonna put the name on screen because I can't say that. Oh. Do Do you remember what the name was, Justin? I do not. I'm not gonna say it into you, but I'm gonna text it to you. Uh, please, please, please do. God. Uh, we see a black man visiting a graveyard, holding a brown paper bag by his side, as he talks to a grave of, of a friend of his, asking where did it all go wrong, saying his death won't be in vain. So, like, again. Some, some somber shit. Very much like, uh, 80s WWF well, uh, vignette styling, which I kind of dig, but also just kind of weird that, like, this is how we do it. Like, I know ECW would do that kind of stuff. And obviously WCW and, like I said, WWF would do that. But, like, here, it's, it's kind of out there. It's, it's, it's like, the rest of this shit is just random-ass crap. And, now and then Kale do shit. Okay. Cool. He says, I won't let I won't let you, all your other homeboys around here, I won't let you rest in peace with, uh, with, with, what the fuck? With adventures, uh, I won't, what did I, okay. God damn. What is I, this? What is happening? I I'm I I think I did a typo when I was writing because I I'm looking at my notes. It says I won't let you rest in peace with Avengers. I uh, uh I will avenge I will Avengers your name. I think I was supposed to write like I will avenge your name or something like that. Again, I'm gonna fucking splice in like what he actually says. So I'm not misquoting you. Your death won't be in vain. I won't let you or all the other homeboys around here. I won't let you rest, because I know you can't rest in peace without me avenging, avenging your name. In their homogenized world, they don't know what it's like growing up in the hood. Um, they don't know what it's like growing up in the hood. They don't know what it's like, uh, like in the ghetto. They don't know shit about the ghetto. The man ends his talk by saying he's gonna take, take to the, take the streets to XBW with his homies who, who have passed away. Uh, not as long as the color of his skin, as as black as black as hot, as he pours one out for his friend. When right, you mess so with is, the west side, you guy? go down. This is um, we're gonna get to that. In, okay, so one last thing before we get on 
get onto like who, who this person is. You better watch your back or you just might get jacked. This is Chronic, who is um, one half of the West Siders along with um, Big Riots. Uh, they I, they primarily wrestled in XPW because uh, I don't think they actually wrestled for long. So like we won't get CX, uh, the West Siders for much. Oh, um, I, I, I will miss them so much. Chronic is, so. Chronic is decently athletic. He looks like he actually can wrestle, and he does some flippy shit and a lot of kicks. So he's kind of like, I'm I'm tall and buff, but like I actually can do shit. Um, this is this is the kind of shit that makes me thankful that we have uh, the street profits and like uh, top dollar and all those fuckers now. It's I not mean, just I don't. I this. mean, I think. I mean, this is fine. Like, it's not. The war. I mean, I. It's not the worst. I mean, like I. I've. I'm. But like, because like they're decently athletic, and like, having like again having this kind of gimmick is fine. I guess. I mean, like. I mean, then again, I mean, if it's like what the wrestlers themselves want to portray, that's fine. That's if fine, this too. was like, I don't know. For example, Vince McMahon being like, uh, I'm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a one man gang and make him a team. The African dream. What was that like? Two thousand. Five saying was, my inward over there. That was 2006, okay. actually. Thank you, Vince. Yeah, but Jesus, man, that was 2006. Like fucking hell. So five was series, I think. Jesus. Because that was when yeah. John Cena was champion. So. Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, okay, his tag partner, as I mentioned before, is Big Riot, and we see a part of his gimmick is hanging people, and also oh. I think setting dynamite D and only dynamite D on fire. Uh, as we see him, like, fucking trying to pull gasoline onto him. So, uh, Jesus Christ! Those are always the best kind of spots. Pouring gasoline onto people. Yes. He, he, the guy watched the fucking uh, Ultimate Warrior vs. Hogan match at a Halloween <laughs> half in 1998. And just like, I can ah, do man, better. They, they, they almost had it. I just have to throw gasoline onto them. Uh, literally set somebody on fire in the ring. Okay. We cut to the West Siders having a match with the Pitbulls, former ECW Tag Team Champions, and I believe one of them is a television champion. One of the two teams they would face constantly as they take control of most of the match, putting Pitbull number two uh, for a table, and they also try their tag finisher known as the Rocket Launcher, but they miss. Uh, this, is, will... this is what happens when you have two or three tag teams the whole time, and they have to fight for the same belt. Yeah, well, I'm, I kind of forgive it now, because XPW is, like, small. Like, this is, like, only if you're either really internet savvy, or like if you're in the local area, you'll probably know about XPW. It's, it's kind of the opposite of what WWE have, is that if your division is so small, what's the point of the division? It's kind of like that. Yeah. But they do have a small roster, so I can understand. So, like, I, I can forget, yeah, like, because I can forget, like, if they're constantly going to be fighting each other, might, you know, like, especially when, like, this is... Even before, I believe, Chris Candido would show up. Because, like, again, they're mostly showing stuff from, like, late 99, very, early very 2000. Taped. It's very taped. We see uh, Gay Wolf, one of the pit bulls, then tags in, takes control of the match, taking out the two as they put as they put uh, them through tables. Uh, one throws a stand, uh, one, uh, one a standard throw into the table, and another to Chronic via a super power bomb off the top rope. Um, Super Power Bomb. Super Power Bomb's also a fun name. I just felt like saying that. 
it's it, I like the ideas of like super moves and like superplexes and all that. It's just sometimes they don't work out really well. I mean, I I mostly prefer like in terms of like super variance moves when it's like a move that's like this is a thing mostly found in like Japanese wrestling, but it moves that like only are busted out like every few years. Like Kenta Kobashi had one thing where it was the burning hammer, and that was only used seven times throughout his entire career. Mm. And it's like a really fucking dangerous move. I think it's banned. Um, <laughs> because it involves landing the person directly on their head. Because, oh, like, there's, there's a. You cannot protect yourself from that. So, there's a reason why it's. I believed. I think it's banned by WWE. So, but I, like, I can believe it. But every indie wrestler in the mid 2000s used it because they saw some Japanese wrestling tapes and was like, I want to steal that. Now, how many people died using it? Actually, nobody. Really? Yeah, no, no. Um, nobody uh, died doing that. Uh, Anybody break their neck? I don't think so, too. Wow, that Surprising. is lucky people. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that also just, I don't know, that just reminds me of, like, fucking um, Kent, the whole situation between Kenta and CM Punk, because I don't mm. know if you know this, but Kenta originated CM Punk's finisher, the GTS, and just punk was like i'm gonna steal that and then yeah you know this is kind of the kind of cruel reality of wrestling moves that kind of makes me sad because like you can you keep doing this thing where you literally land on your head and all these indie wrestlers fucking steal it but you know fucking hayabusa botches one rope thing it lands on his head and he's fucking paralyzed it's like god damn it and it wasn't why, even why like, a, like this. And like it wasn't even like like a like a special move or anything. It was just a standard moonsault that he was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, he, he was just trying to do a flip and then he lands on his head and it's like, God damn it. And it's paralyzed the rest of his life, yeah. Mmm. Um, Fuck. We then see Gary Wolf challenge the West Siders to a street fight match, but it's a cage match instead. So I guess it's like a cage match street fight. I don't know. Because that, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Standard match, with the West Siders taking control of most of the match, for the most part, uh, until the pit bulls use the cage to their advantage by putting them against the steel cage. They're kind of doing the whole spot where they, like, weld them against the, the steel cage. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, uh, shit. Then the big, du then big dude, uh, who I put as Dala, I think, orders the ref to open the cage. I believe he's either a frequent partner or the manager. And I honestly... Not. Um, Dollar enters both. in, the West Siders take control of the match by bringing in a steel chair to then mix to, uh, to the mix, and then uses the same tactic by throwing the pit bulls onto the cage. Pitbull number one then uses a, ch uses a chair to take out two members of the West Siders, and Leo, Big Riot, would go onto the top of the cage and hit both pit bulls with a flying chair to the face for the win. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Oof. Um... <laughs> We also it's get a, a video. Neat, neat move. I just think it's neat. <laughs> I just think they're neat. We also get a video on homeless Jimmy, who says he will wrestle for food, diving through dumpsters, and also trying to feed his dog. Uh, homeless Jimmy knows how to wrestle despite not having any training. So I, I love, we, we, I love the idea of a guy wrestling for a company in in a day and era when we know that you're like under contract. You get paid to be here, so you're homeless now, are you? Like, Basic, hey. yeah. So then we get a showcase of matches with Jimmy that we've seen before, uh, some that we've not. Uh, but we're not going to go over that because the tape's basically almost over. 
And uh, then we just get a replay of the Shane Douglas promo from the very first night of uh, from the very first episode <laughs> again, but Douglas. just with, but with commentary added. So like you hear like Chris Claus shitting over Shane Douglas and being like, "Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, man." So that is the first three episodes of XPW. What what are your thoughts, Justin? This is just insanity. It's mostly garbage. There's some interesting shit here. There's there's nuggets. There's little tiny nuggets of good in this idea. Surrounded by just crap. Just river of crap. I So, I'm kind of mixed about it. Because I didn't really like most of it. Because one, a lot of it just doesn't... A lot of it feels very disjointed, for lack of a better word. But a lot of it is very car crash. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we're going to try to throw in all these matches, but then it's like, oh, no, we can't because, like, we only have an hour time limit, and we have to... Let's, let's fill it up with porn. Yeah, and then the porn gets cut off, so, like, it, that goes there, there goes that. Um, and it's just just not... And most of the match, like I said, most of the matches are very cut up, so you kind of get, you know, bits, but um, I get... I, I assume that this is just... Mo the television show was mostly just used to promote house shows pay-per-views and the DVD stuff. Yeah. So it, it was less of about, like, advancing storylines and stuff and more just about, like, here's yeah, like, what you're gonna see kind of thing. The, the storylines, save for one, are all terrible and insider bullshit. I think the one with the, with the, with the Westsiders sounds neat, but I doubt it's really gonna go anywhere. You said they left in, like, a month or something, right? They did not... I don't think they wrestled that much. I'm gonna double-check. Because... I think they only wrestled a small handful of times. Um... Let me... How okay, unfortunate. Which sucks, because, like, they... Okay, so they wrestled from... They wrestled, um... They wrestled from, uh, from the beginning of XPW 99 and all the way till um, September's Go Funk Yourself show. <laughs> That's the show they had Terry Funk on it. Okay. Yeah. What a wonderful thing. Um, they only wrestled about eight matches in 2009 and 99. So, and then they also wrestled one match in 08 because uh, that was the XPW reunion show. Yes, because if anything deserves a reunion show, it's XP fucking W. But I think, I think like it's fine. Like I guess, putting myself in the context of a, a Californian, it's like looking for lo like indie wrestling stuff nearby me, and I I need to find something that's on it, and uh, you know it, this is a good advertisement I guess for um, the stuff. This but this is know. why I don't watch indie wrestling. This is the exact reason. Because it's just like it's just this. It's it's bad. It's it's I, indie for a reason. I mean, I wouldn't but, say that, but because this is there's, a very there's good indie wrestling, but this is bad. Indie this is wrestling. a very specific type and of like wrestling, because uh, like the hardcore shit. I kind of see why it's a turn off. I, I'm not a fan of, of hardcore wrestling, so I don't I don't enjoy most of this. But uh, um, I really don't know what else to say because these episodes were, because there there wasn't really a lot in these episodes. Most of them were, were 
vignettes and like history pieces, but like not actual. But like we can't really tell much about like what would go on because we're only getting small segments of matches. So so give me give me foreshadowing. Is shit gonna get weird in the shit coming? is very much going to get weird. So oh goody! This is the part where I do the stingle for the next time we do this. Uh, next, next time. time. <laughs> Next time on insert whatever the podcast name is, yo, I'm actually gonna put in the fucking Dragon Ball music for reference. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do it. Sabu debuts. Shane oh. Douglas threatens Rob Black. Shit gets weird, and Rob Black for uh gets screwed out of his own company. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, I'm Jacob. I'm just. And we just watched XPW episodes one through three. God help us.